Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I just posted the poll at Grant H. Paulson. Welcome back to Grant and Danny here on the fan. If the commanders end up with the second pick, should they stay put and take a quarterback? You can go vote yes or no. So this is going to determine if, if, like my current perception is that basically half the fan base wants them to trade back or not take a QB or wait, or we'll figure it out another time. And that's going to drive me crazy. But maybe there's a chance that like it's a 90-10 result or something. I think the result should be 85-15. Draft a quarterback versus not, and that's reasonable. But I'm guessing it's like 60-40 or something. So we'll see. At Grant H. Paulson, they have the number two pick. Should the team that has benched a quarterback three times in the last few weeks that hasn't had one in 30 years draft one of the elite prospects that they've luck-boxed their way into maybe being (laughs) able to draft? Or, I hope I'm not leading the witness too much here, should they possibly trade back and figure it out another way soon, hopefully? Let's keep doing what we're doing. Uh, It is time to spin you around the division. Cowboys getting ready to come to town and try to clinch the division and win the NFC East. Donovan Lewis, middays, 13, 10 a.m., the ticket in Dallas. Donovan, a win at FedEx Field, and the Cowboys are division champions, correct? How about that, huh? Didn't see (laughs) that coming last week. No, no, especially after that debacle in Buffalo. Everyone just kind of threw their hands up and said it's going to be the same old thing around here. And yet they lose another game and still are in line to control their own destiny. So that was totally unexpected. But uh, uh, pretty pretty fun around here now thinking that they can win the division because we all thought at the beginning of the year, Philadelphia is just a better team. And we thought that through the first 11 weeks. And now Philadelphia has come back to earth, earth and Dallas is taking advantage of it. What was the feeling – Post-Detroit, you know, just, again, going back through it here, Donovan, you mentioned kind of people down in the dumps a little bit. Still a good team regardless, but they kind of escaped there, right, with with that W. Kind of give me a a check-in on Cowboys fans for me. How are people feeling? You know, it was funny because we did the post-game show, and it felt like we were talking about a Cowboy loss. Right. Because it kind of covered up some of the uh, some of the things that we saw in that game with Mike McCarthy and his play calling and the time uh, wasting and all that. It just felt it felt weird. So I don't think the Cowboys felt really good because we all expected Philadelphia to beat Arizona and Philadelphia to beat the Giants. And the Cowboys will have to go on a road where they've had their difficulties the last couple of years in the playoffs. So it was almost. It was weird. It really was. Now that it's like, oh, okay, Philadelphia did us a favor, then now you've seen the roles being reversed and they can get up to at least two home games in the playoffs. And I think everyone feels really good about the Cowboys playing at home, even if they're squeaking by the last couple of times against Seattle and then against Detroit. Yeah, I thought that they got screwed earlier in the year against the Eagles. I thought there were several bad calls in that game that went against them. and. Some bad, yeah, bad luck. bounces too. Bad bounces. Exactly. But contrarily, yeah. I thought they should have lost against the Lions, and I thought they got bailed out by the officials. So maybe it all washes out and, and comes out 
even? I mean, what is the perception, though, on how that game ended and whether or not they should have actually won? You know, the perception is about 85 to 90% of the time, those calls always go against the Cowboys. So you kind of throw your oh, hands up and go, two for one. <laughs> the perception. For one. That's the perception. I'm just giving you the perception. Okay. That's all I'm giving you. I'm all not right. saying it's true or not. Gotcha. I'm just saying that people think and go, whoo, all right. Usually uh, when you do a post game or you talk about a Cowboy game, you talk about the official screwing the Cowboys, and now you're on the better end of the stick with a call that happened. So it's it's relief. It's again, it was not even expected for Philadelphia to lose. So you were just still just trying to trying to get some help and not thinking that Arizona was going to provide it because we all thought that the Arizona loss early for Dallas was going to be the downfall for Dallas not winning the division. And now they turn around and help the Cowboys out so they control their own destiny. So it's always the ebbs and flows of a football season that, uh, you know, you have to sit back and enjoy the roller coaster ride. Sometimes you're screaming and sometimes you scream laughing and sometimes you scream crying. And that's always been the case around here in Dallas. I apologize to our guest, Donovan Lewis, here. I shot the messenger. He was just answering my question. (laughs) But I will tell you, that's the funniest perspective ever. As a guy who grew up, like, watching Cowboys games and uh, just thinking every game I've ever watched that they got the benefit of all of the big calls. Uh, Is that really the narrative around? Oh, oh come on, Donovan. Yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah. it is—it's funny how it's always three sides to the story. Because exactly. down here, <laughs> it is man, it is the fact that the Cowboys are always on the short end of the stick, and they are always getting screwed. That is, Dave Chappelle's never said anything funnier than that. Okay, <laughs> just just so we're on the same page. I mean, that is—I'm going to write that down in my journal and go home and. And tell my wife about it tonight. We'll laugh about it later. Uh, how healthy are the Cowboys? Uh, pretty healthy. They're getting their backup running back back, which is uh, something that I never thought I would say that was pretty important. But the running game has been pretty non-existent here. Uh, Tyler Smith is the only concern. He has a complete tear of the uh, uh, in his foot. But they're saying that that's a good thing instead of a bad thing. So maybe he won't play this coming up week, but he may be ready to go in the playoffs because – uh, it seems like it won't affect the injury any worse. So you would think that uh, overall, they're feeling really good about this late in the year, about the health of the squad. So, Donovan, they had a stretch where they're averaging almost 40 points a game after their bye week. All of a sudden, the offense has cooled off a little bit. What do we attribute that to? Uh, offensive line kind of having poor play, the running game not getting established, because it is funny. We talked about this today, how C.D. Lamb is balling out of his mind, and Dak is also – but the offense has slowed down tremendously. So I think the running game has a lot to do with it. And Dak, when he's not playing well, he's running for his life. If that offensive line is healthy and they're playing well, then I think especially at home, everyone feels that the Cowboys will be able to put up some points and kind of get out of their phone. Here's my favorite comedians in America right now. I got Chappelle 1, Shane Gillis 2, Bill Burr 3, and Donovan Lewis 4. Uh, <laughs> Hey, good? Well, I'm kind of honored to be on that list. That's a good hey, list, Donovan. You're just I killing need to monetize the game. this. You're killing the game. I know. I, I where you got a Netflix special? I'll throw you. I'll throw you a couple. Of... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm work on it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send this segment to Netflix so I can get one. Uh, all right, beware. The Commanders might only lose by like 18 this weekend, so you better <laughs> you better tighten that tie. We're not covering, dude. And get ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there are not a lot of worries about this upcoming game, but it's always something in the back of your mind, division rival, and they would love nothing else 
than to have the Cowboys uh, lose that game and not win a division. But just don't we'll screw see. us, okay? If the, if the Cowboys right. come out and lay an egg and Dak, remember the last game last year? Oh, yeah. Here, he was like, that was the worst game I've ever seen a quarterback play. Dak had here at FedEx. If they do something stupid here, and you cost us that second and you pick, cost Donovan. us the second pick. Oh. I'll never forgive you guys, Donovan. I'll never forgive you. Well, if you guys cost us the division, we won't forgive you. So we're right there in the same boat. We're in the same water. I agree to your terms. We, we all want the same thing. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. All right. Well, very good. Let's go get it then. All right. Thank you, Donovan. <laughs> all right, man. He's Thank fun. you, buddy. That's a good uh, spot there. All right. Let's talk some New York Giants football. Chris Bizignano joins us now. The Giant insider. Down the stretch they come. The Giants finishing things up like everybody else with a division matchup against the Eagles at 425. Uh, what are the big storylines going in for the G-Men? Well, first off, I hope I crack that comedian list one of these days. Oh, I hope I make the top well, five. He, you, <laughs> you might enjoy this as well. His, so, Chris, you can listen to what this guy says. <laughs> this is one of the funniest jokes you'll ever hear. He, he was saying, essentially, I was saying that the Cowboys got bailed out by the referees because they shouldn't have beat the Lions on the, the end of uh, pl- pl- right, game play. Right. Right. And he said that the Cowboys are always getting screwed and never getting any calls. And that oh, offic- really? Yes. That <laughs> officials have been against the Cowboys, essentially. You know, that conspiracy to keep the Cowboys out of primetime. I, I guess you forgot about some of the previous playoff games over the years, huh? Exactly. We do think so. This is the point. Yeah. I was just, I was just, I couldn't believe when he said that, that there's really no much, not much worries going on this weekend with Washington. The way that Dallas has played on the road, I wouldn't be so sure, sure about that. He's been watching that Washington film, I bet. It's not pretty right now. Yeah, he's not been grinding away. Uh, so, Chris, this Giants team is still yeah. playing hard. It's been really impressive, yeah, man. So you beat Green Bay. Obviously, that New Orleans game, obviously, you know, they, they came in a distant second. But close against Philadelphia, gave the Rams all they could handle. It's kind of a credit yeah. to this group, I would say. Yeah, it's a credit to the coaching steps, credit to the locker room, credit to the players, credit to everybody. These guys are not throwing in the white towels. You know, there's no Roberto Duran, no Moss going on in this locker room. They're, they're fighting to the end, and they're trying to get wins. And uh, you know what? They had the Eagles on the ropes last game mm-hmm. before Jalen converted a big third and 20, kind of turned that mow around. And uh, they're, feel, they're feeling going into this game is that, hey, you know, we, we, we were right there last game. Let's go get them this game. Is there – look, I know coaches and players don't care about draft position, wins, losses, whatever. But there's nope. got to be a feeling in the fan base – like, this is going perfectly. They've lost three in a row. They've been very competitive. If they lose yeah. again, they might move up to, I don't know, the fourth pick or whatever. And they need yeah. a quarterback possibly, too, depending on what's going on with Daniel Jones. They're like in Jaden Daniels. Who knows? Maybe Michael Penix territory. Well, what's right. the conversation there? As far as the players? Well, no, no, no. As, as far as the fan base and, and the oh, media. The fan, oh, look, guys, the fan base, they've been wanting the Giants to lose. Well, forget about it. It was going back weeks ago. <laughs> and then he won a few with Tommy DeVito. People got energized and all that. But, Do you think they would no. take a quarterback? I mean, like, we be, we got guys calling in being like, Sam Howell. You got, it's like, our Giants fans going, we got Tommy DeVito. Why do we want Jaden Daniels? No, no. There's, there's some of that in D.C. every year. Yeah, no, no, no. First off, guys, Giants fans want to lose this game, believe me, and they want that fourth or fifth pick, and they want a quarterback. Will they trade up? I think Joe Shane is very possible. Joe could be very aggressive in his dress if they really are in love with, like, a Drake May. Oh, you know, or maybe a Caleb Williams. You know, whoever they might, if they really in love with one guy, I could see Joe being very, very aggressive. Yes, so I they could. could be the team to go up to one with the Bears. 
Yeah, look, guys, I guess it depends on what the Bears are thinking, right? Do they want to go with Justin? Is that their guy um, and all that? If they stick with Justin, then obviously that number one pick is going to be in play, and there's going to be be some numerous teams that are going to be looking to get that spot. And uh, Joe Sheens will probably be one of them. 425 kick, Eagles-Giants, Sunday, the final game of the season for New York. Uh, What's the Jones contract situation in terms of drafting a quarterback and getting out of that deal? Well, next year is the big cap hit, guys. After 24, though, it's a manageable contract where the dead hit isn't that bad. So next year is the big one. He's going, that's one, well, probably the main reason why he's definitely not going anywhere. Um, and after 24 is when you can make your move if Daniel doesn't work out here. You know, obviously, if they draft the quarterback, then, you know, Daniel will be the quarterback next year and they'll work in the new guy behind him. And, you know, and whatever happens in 24 happens in 24. But, after 2024, that's when they can make their moves. They want to part ways with Daniel. Hey, have you ever gone to uh, Times Square for the ball dropping? Yes, sir, I have. Really? <laughs> Is it true that people wear diapers and can't go to the bathroom? Yes, yes That's sir, disgusting. It is true because I'll tell you what. They go, your spot. People go, into the, people go into those pens. They call them pens, you know, where everybody's behind the barriers there. They go into those pens like 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, and guess what? You can't leave there because if you leave, you're going to lose your spot. So that's what people do. That's so gross. I agree. (laughs) Why would anyone do that? That's not worth it. Exactly. I would never do that. Look, I've been there, but I was never in the pen for 10 in the morning and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people come from Europe, out of state, and they just, they, this is like their bucket list type deal, you know? So they'll stand there all day. Look, to me, you got to be out of your mind. But it is. What it is. <laughs> so you've never put on a diaper and gone into the pen. <laughs> Fellas, I haven't had a diaper since I'm, uh, I guess, six months old, a year old. <laughs> Not that you're willing no. to tell us about on the radio anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, we got to keep this PG. So. Exactly. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate Thanks, you, Thanks, Chris. All right, guys. See you soon. Be good. And Kratz. Now it's Ed Kratz's turn. Sports Illustrated covers those Philadelphia Eagles. Ed, they're taking on water. What gives here? <laughs> they're beyond taking on water. They they are underwater and they're drowning uh, badly. Obviously, you know, uh, one win in the month of December when you're supposed to be playing your best football, that's just not going to cut it. And the quality of losses. You know, they get destroyed by Dallas, destroyed by the Eagles, Seattle on the road with a backup quarterback. Arizona, it's not like they they got through the murderer's row part of the schedule. This is supposed to be the downhill part. Yeah, well, maybe that took something out of them going through that gauntlet of a schedule. You know, to me, they look like a tired team that uh, really uh, maybe going to the Super Bowl last year. That's why you don't see too many teams go back to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, year after year, because it's a hard thing to do. And they got out like gangbusters. But even during that 10-1 and one start, there were still questions of, hey, you know, they just don't look the same. Uh, so now those questions have come home to roost, so to speak. And maybe that's caught up with them. You know, listen, it's just an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion of why this team uh, is not playing like, you know, it's, it's expected to be playing. Uh, and, and that could just be one reason. But, you know, I really think it's a, a litany of things. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure they're going to be able to write it 
in time to make any kind of run in the postseason. Yeah, and how they got here, I think, matters a lot to your point, right? If they just won two out of every three games, ended up at 11-5, and five, I don't think people would feel this way. But as you said, kind of you, a closer examination of some of these wins, thinking against Washington a couple of times, or uh, I don't know, that loss to the Jets. But as you go through some of their Ws, you're going, yeah, this wasn't quite right, and they maybe got away with a couple of things, and this is just a really violent regression that really got kick-started with that Niners game. Yeah, you know what? And I think that was a concern with the Niners because, you know, you can explain the loss to the Jets, I guess, by saying, hey, you know, we turned the ball over three times. Jalen Hurts throws three picks. We beat ourselves. But that 49ers game, it wasn't like they beat themselves. I mean, you could say, well, hey, if they finish the first two drives with touchdowns instead of field goals and they go up 14 nothing, maybe it's a different story. I doubt it. But, you know, I think that was kind of the thing was like, you know, how did we lose this badly? When it took good care of the ball, we didn't kill ourselves too badly with penalties. Are we that bad? I mean, are we that deflated that we can't, you know, put up a better effort? And I think that you're right. I think that snowballed uh, and things just kind of continued on the downside from there. What is the likeliness that they can string some wins together in the playoffs? And let's just say hypothetically, you know, they lose in the first round and, and Hertz doesn't pick it up and kind of plays how he has and, their offense and defense look similar to what it has. I mean, what are the off-season conversations going to be if that happens? Well, I mean, Hertz isn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, he signed the big contract. And, you know, listen, I don't think Hertz is the real problem, to be honest with you. Um, you know, he's got more touchdown passes than he had last year. Yeah, he has more inter- interceptions. That's true. Um, but, you know, he's accounted for a, a, a team record. 37, I think, touchdowns broke the record that it stood since 1991 when Randall Cunningham was here. So I don't think he is the issue, and you're not going to get rid of him. I mean, you just paid him $255 million. Uh, but, yeah, there will be some conversations about the coaching staff. We've already seen Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, make Matt Patricia the defensive uh, play caller, if you will. He's running this defense, and it's been dreadful. I mean, the last three games in the second half, the Eagles have given up a total of 68 points in the second half. They led at halftime of those last three games. They're one and two because they can't stop anybody in the second half. The, the Cardinals scored 29 points, four touchdowns on all four possessions in the second half. So you're going to start right there with the coaching staff, and you're going to make changes. Uh, I'm not sure Nick Sirianni will uh, have that cachet to make those changes. That's kind of one thing that led Doug Peterson out of town three years after winning a Super Bowl was, you know, they, uh, Howie uh, Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie wanted to pick his assistants for him. And Doug didn't want them to do that. He wanted some say. So that might be what happens is Nick Sirianni won't have a lot of power in naming his assistant coaches, but that's where it's going to start in the offseason is right there. And then you're going to have to find, you know, some defensive help. They need help on the defensive ball. Their linebackers are inadequate. The back line, Kevin Bayard after the trade for the safety, he hasn't been what they hoped. So you're going to need to find help there too. But that's where they need help is on that defensive side of the ball. So that's the second place you'll start in the offseason is look – for the personnel that's going to match up with the new defensive coordinator scheme. And thank you as always, man. Appreciate the time. My pleasure. That is blitzing the East on Grant and Danny on the fan. All right, let's get an update on our poll. If the commanders end up with the second pick, is there an argument against picking a quarterback? Should they go QB at number two? And why is it that so many people, despite a lengthy decades long search for a quarterback, would have hesitation about taking one of the big two in this year's draft class. You're listening to the fan.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are with you until 6.30 tonight. Grant and Danny on the fan. At 6 o'clock, Mark Schlereth joins the show. Weekly appointment with our Odyssey NFL insider. Schlereth's going to help us preview Week 18. There's some massive games, playoff spots on the line. We'll get his take on each of them. Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes, really good audio of Steve Kornacki breaking down Washington versus New England and the tiebreakers that are on the line for draft picks. Uh, He does a good job on explaining what's at stake this weekend for that number two pick. But speaking of which, question we're asking you guys is if – The Commanders, who have a 69% chance, according to ESPN Analytics, to land pick number two, end up with that selection in a draft where, for months and months and months, the expectation is that in some order, probably Caleb Williams and Drake May, it's been the order that's expected, those two quarterbacks go in the top two. Should they just take a QB, or is it possible that they should trade out and worry about quarterback down the road after they build up the roster? And I was surprised because the first handful of calls we got mm-hmm. on hold and on the air were people saying, build up the line, don't worry about the quarterback yet. It's been forever. The one thing they rarely ever get is the chance to draft a QB, and I just point to 2020. If they took Justin Herbert instead of Chase Young, everything's different right now. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe Ron's getting fired. Maybe they're like the Chargers with Brandon Staley. And Who just can't figure it out. They can't get right. But at least you've paid your quarterback. You've got a perennial 4,500-yard, 34-touchdown-type passer who's going to give you a chance every single Sunday for the next 15 years. You've solved the riddle. You've done the thing that is so hard to do. This was Ron Rivera today talking about how hard it is to find a quarterback. You know, Rivera, at his press conference, back to the mode of basically doing the, if I only had a quarterback, everything could have (laughs) been different. In You know, just thinking out loud about how hard it is to solve this problem. I mean, I was fortunate in Carolina. We, we, we had our guy. 
and, and for seven seasons, he was phenomenal. Unfortunately, the, the shoulder injury, I think, is probably the, one of the biggest things that, that really just threw him off track. I mean, he, he was as, as good as anybody, and he, he, he showed it. Um, you know, and then trying to find that guy is, is Nikki, as your, your quest to your question, it, it is, that is the position. I mean, and you see why, you know, such an emphasis is, is being made on, on protecting that guy, why, you know, these guys are getting paid the way they're getting paid. And, and, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have that guy, I mean, I know last year, everybody gave so me a little bit of grief when say, I asked me about what's the difference. You know, I talked about quarterback being the difference last year for us. He's suggesting still that it basically is. And he goes on to say, head coaches who have one should succeed. Like, there's no excuse not to succeed if you have a quarterback. Essentially envious of the guys who do. Yeah, seriously. Like his understudy, Sean McDermott in Buffalo. In Ron's mind, I bet you, the difference between him, who's viewed as a failure he loses every year, Mm -hmm. and McDermott, who's viewed as his great head coach. He's so lucky he found one. He got Josh Allen. That's the difference. Well, guess what? They traded up and were aggressive and drafted one. It, it was the opposite of Ron's plan the entire time he was here. It, they, I remember one time years ago, my brother, who's on a cruise right now, it's his birthday, he's married happily, whatever. But uh, he was a single guy, right? And I remember him you know, at one point kind of talking about, like, he wanted to meet someone, right? He, he wanted to uh, have someone to share things with. And his buddy, who I, I still remember this like it was yesterday, funniest thing in the world, he said, well, she's not just going to walk into your house while you're sitting on your couch shirtless watching Netflix. And his point was, like, you're doing nothing about it. Yeah, man. what are you doing about it? Like, you're just sitting here watching TV. And my brother's like, actually, that'd be a, he's like a big movie guy. He's like, that'd be a great rom-com. Like, she walks into the wrong house and they make eye contact. But my, Ron Rivera's like, if only I could have found a quarterback. <laughs> oh, I was shirtless watching uh, Jack Reacher. <laughs> how hard did you work at it in the draft? I know you traded for yeah, Carson Wentz. But, like, Sean McDermott in Buffalo did. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And they had to ride out some terrible times. Basically, a year and a half of, of Allen being terrible until he finally turned the corner, turned into an MVP candidate. But, but here's the poll real quick. Mm-hmm. Should they take a QB top two picks? Yes, 83%. No, 16-plus percent. So I got to tell you, that is that is rational. I was worried it was going to be close to 50-50. But about an 83 to 17 or something, Danny, I could live with that. Well, I still think it is closer to 50-50, by the way, I, it, it, among the fan base. So why are among – it's a pretty good respondent here. It's early, but 2,000 votes. I mean, that's 2,000 Commanders fans. Pretty good sample. Yeah, it's your, it's your Gen X and down for the most part that are very online, very plugged in, doing the Elon's app and, and the socials and everything else. So you else. think old heads don't want to draft 100% one. because the, the phrase, you build up the offensive line, is it's tattooed into our souls. We'll never get over it. Because of the Hawks? Because they won with three different quarterbacks and Joe Gibbs and the offensive line and the Hawks. People can't think about anything else. Oh, so it's a D.C. thing. It's 100% a D.C. thing. This marketplace, they were great doing it one way 30 to 40 years ago. They've been dog crap for 30 years. The only reflexive response is, do the thing you did 30 years ago, where you built one of the greatest teams ever, the 1991 Redskins, one of the great teams of all time. Do that. Mark Griffin was the quarterback, and and they can't update their file despite what happened in the rest of the league. Despite when you look at who's won the Super Bowl since modern free agency in 1992, 
which is the biggest reason Joe Gibbs walked away the first time. You look at who you look at who won the Super Bowl. It's Hall of Fame quarterback in his prime, with a couple exceptions. There's a Dilfer, there's a Manning, there's a Brad Johnson, there's a couple other guys that were that were mildly pedestrian. Everybody else, it's who's who. It's Young, it's Favre, it's Aikman, it's Elway, it's uh, the, the, the Brady a million times. It's all the best guys. But here, here is their rebuttal to that because I see I have this conversation all the time. They point out like right now. Uh, Brady sixth round pick. I have a guy who was tweeting me and was like, you know, Dak Prescott was drafted. I think he was the fourth round, right? Either fourth or fifth. This yeah. guy said third, but I think Dak was actually fourth round. But he's, his point is the Cowboys built up their line first. Well, number one, you can do both. You have 90 million bucks. You got two second round picks. If you want to make sure that your quarterback has a great line, you could even trade up future picks and get more linemen in the second round this year if you want. Spend money. Go sign three starters and draft a tackle in the second round, and now you've got an entirely new offensive line around Sam Cosme who's been kicking butt for the last month at right guard, who looks like the real deal. You could have four new starters in Cosme if he wanted to do that this offseason. But beyond the point, he was saying, you know, look at Dak. And people will do this. They'll go, Brock Purdy was a seventh-round pick, 262. Uh, you know, I'm just running through it. But Lamar Jackson was taken 32nd, not 2nd. Or uh, you know, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. They don't look at the number of guys who weren't that that were taken there. The chance that a seventh-round pick is Purdy is .0001%. The chance that a sixth-round pick is Brady is .12%. You know, you could go through it with fourth-rounders, with Cousins or Dak. It's 4%, right? I'm making up the numbers. But the higher you draft these guys the better the chance. Where's James Morgan playing right now? Don't know who that is. Exactly. He's a fourth rounder from from uh, a couple years ago. Fourth rounder. I've fourth never, round pick. There's no way. James Morgan. I never heard of that guy. He's not I, a quarterback. He's a quarterback. He went to Florida National. I don't remember. Same draft person. class as Jake Luton or Cole McConnell. Yeah, but but that's the point. that They will find the Russell Wilson third round pick and go, see? Yeah, it's lightning like, yeah, struck here that there's time. There's 40 guys that didn't become him. So, yeah, I could look at an NFL stat page, and I could see that there's a sixth-rounder and a seventh-rounder and a fourth-rounder and a third-rounder going to the playoffs. Cool. There were 53 of them that didn't make the league, man. That's the percentage that matters. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. If the commanders pick in the top two, do they have to go QB after a season where they went the Sam Howell route and benched him three times? Chris is in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? Uh, sorry, guys. I was just filling out my dating profile. I just realized that you can't meet women by sitting on your couch and watching Netflix. Uh, which maybe was, was you like can. A, maybe somebody to could. walk into the wrong house. Um, by the way, I would totally watch that rom-com because I'm a rom-com mark. So, it's, I am uh, too. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. So listen, uh, you're not going to get me to, to argue that they, they don't need a quarterback. Every team needs a franchise quarterback. And when you have the number two pick, it's a great opportunity and time. But what I will say is that guy doesn't have to be the number two pick if he is not the guy. Meaning if the brain trust, Josh Harris brain trust, uh, doesn't like who's available at two, you don't draft a guy just because you're desperate. Because desperate teams make bad decisions. Okay, look at Dwayne Haskins. That, That pick right there ruined all of Ron Rivera's uh, tenure as a Washington football team coach because 
by Haskins being in place, he, he decided he couldn't take another quarterback, even though he could have. I don't know why he didn't. When they had the opportunity to draft a, a franchise quarterback, True. you know, Kyler Murray, uh, Deshaun Watson, like these guys can, they can set franchises back if you pick a bad character guy, the wrong guy, or an overhyped guy. So I, I don't think that they have to go number two with the QB, but definitely it gives you a better opportunity to be successful. I agree with you on that, Grant. So it, it, it's a really good call. And I think everything you said is true. If they, for whatever reason, they look at Caleb Williams and Drake May, and they say, nope, neither. First of all, I find that super hard to believe because they're very kind of different quarterbacks. One is better, it seems to me, like on schedule in Drake May, kind of an athlete, more of a pocket passer. Williams, who's a terrific athletic specimen who can mm-hmm. throw the ball and make plays with his feet, and he's an assassin off schedule. I mean, he is elite and special at creating plays and kind of running around and making things happen, right? Really good pocket passer in his own right. But let's say somehow they don't like either. I find that hard to believe. Okay, then trade back and take Jaden Daniels. If you don't like that, which is your, your complete dual threat, uh, then, then you get Michael Penix. If you don't like that, now now you got to like something. I'm sorry, but you got to – what do you want? Yeah. You know, it was Ron Rivera for two years passing on everyone in the draft. Even if you uh, don't, we don't love know about it, him. you have to try. Exactly. Like at some point, it, now we're back to the comp where I'm, I'm bringing Chris dating profiles – Hey, I got Shelby here. I got uh, Tiara here. I got uh, this girl here. And he's like, no, no, no. Swiping. Is it right or left? Which one? Right is like, left is no. Okay. He's left, left. left. Like at some point, I need you to like someone. But sure. If they want to, if, if they like Jaden Daniels more than those two guys and they think they could trade back to five and get Jaden Daniels and get draft picks, cool. No problem. But they need to draft a quarterback early on, is my point. 800-636-1067. We're Grant and Danny on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I just wanted to know what movie it was. That's all. He wanted to be a tough guy. Why won't he say? I don't know. Do you think he's embarrassed about the movie? Probably. Okay. I think that we. I think the movie is known, but he's not going to tell us what the movie is. Interesting. That's my guess. We'll see if Mark Schlereth knows what the movie is. He joins us at 6 o'clock, about 12 minutes from right now, on Grant and Danny. You are locked into the fan. We're talking QBs. Also want to play this audio of Steve Kornacki. Let's, let's, this is just a sample. I'm going to give you a little taste. So this is the like the political correspondent on election night who tells you what county is being won by what uh, candidate. Uh, he was asked 
on NFL Network by Peter Schrager to break down the Commanders and the Patriots tie-breaking metrics for this weekend. And this is just a little snippet. I'm just going to give you a taste. We're going to play this next hour in the 6 o'clock segment. Steve Kornacki on NFL Network. Currently for the two-spot, right, you got a three. That is the snippet right there. That mm. is the, just a little sample Ooh. of what you'll be getting. I am intrigued. Right. Give him a little bit more, Darius. That wasn't enough. Currently for the two-spot, you got a three. Right there. Let's leave it there. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you will hear that more of that at about 6, 10 or so. Listen to that. After we talk to Mark Schlereth. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got, the heck, I got the heck out. I almost got four hours and 30 minutes down without sounding like an old smoker. But here we are. Here we are. Let's go to Lou, who's in D.C. What's up, sweet Lou? Hey, Lou. Uh-oh, his car door's Uh-oh, open. The door's close open. that door, Lou. The door's ajar. Hey, 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 can you hear me? Yes. Oh, we hear you. You got to close that car sorry, door. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hey, um, so I'm... I'm I'm kind of like I'm not into you know reaching. I feel like you know this team need a lot of things, and you know I think they should trade back and, and get as much oh as pick they they can. And um, as far as you know Sam go, I think you have a quarterback in here. I don't know if we need to get Caleb or or, or the other guy. Grant, you keep saying you want that guy from uh, uh, North Carolina, but let me let me ask you something. Can you hear me? Yeah. Loud and clear, sir. Okay, so so this is for Grant, right? This is, since yep. you, um, Okay, Kate, all right, since everyone since Bang, I, I, guess, I guess they've been doubting Sam. So put, can you, like, take Brock Purdy, right, bring him here? And would he have the same success he's having right now? Would, would, can, you, can you, like, elaborate on that? Would, would he have the same success he's having right now as a seventh rounder? No, with, absolutely not. So why are we giving up on Sam and then? That answered my question. Like, this guy's a fifth rounder, but the team is incomplete. Well, so because, we at- I, number one, I, you're, the, the next question would be, would Sam Howell have the same success in San Francisco that Brock Purdy has had? And I would say mm-hmm. no to that. Um, now, I don't think the gap is as large as it should be when a guy's in the MVP conversation. But, no, it, it's a dependent position. Brock Purdy has probably the greatest quarterback situation that any young drafted QB has ever had before in terms of play caller, play designer, weapons around him, all of those things. I get your point, but you you can't bring all of that here, right? I mean, the notion like let's just wait and keep drafting and keep signing, that you're just going to be San Francisco in three years and then drop Howlin as Purdy or whatever, no one gets to be San Francisco. And, one one team is. And it wasn't their plan, by the way. Remember, they tra- they went all in, gave up multiple first rounds over multiple years for a guy that's not even there anymore. Yeah, but they acknowledged how important the position is. The, the roster building thing in and of itself is such a crapshoot and an inexact science. Every pick you make is a potential miss. You're, mm-hmm. you're petrified of taking a quarterback at two. You know, Maybe a tackle at four or six or whatever is pretty safe. But by and large... Every DB you take, Emmanuel Forbes. Every linebacker you take, Jamin Davis. Every lineman you sign, Andrew Wiley. A little bit of a crapshoot as well. So you can do the roster building thing. We're not ready for a quarterback yet. We're going to build the roster. And if you screw that up, then you just don't have a quarterback and you don't have a roster. The other way, if the quarterback is good, you might have a quarterback that can elevate your roster some. Let's go to Nasir in D.C. What's up, buddy? How you guys doing? Good man, doing well. So, I believe honestly that uh, Washington is in a great spot 
you know, because it all determines what Chicago do. But I'm going to be honest. If Chicago sticks with Fields, you got to get Williams. Two reasons. It helps bring a better morale to the team because he's a hometown hero. And you need that spark, man, because like the other guy was saying, I don't believe the Sam Howell. He put up he, – does he still have the best numbers in the NFL as far as Jardis goes? I just believe it's, it's – it's, it's, but Let me ask you this. Skill. You said if Chicago's trading the pick, are you saying trade up to one then to get Williams? Well, I, if, I wouldn't trade at all because if they do get Williams, I'm definitely going Marvin Harris Jr. Because Sam Howell isn't the problem. Okay. Thank you for the call. So we went a couple different ways there. Mm-hmm. Well, we've learned two things today, though, over the last few minutes. Sam Howell's awesome. That's cool, because I've just been watching a lot of these games. I've been confused, I I am wrong about that, so that's good. I'll jot that down in my steno pad. And the O-line's way worse than I knew that it was. But seems like they're set at quarterback. So this is perfect. This is good. Ben Johnson, you got your guy. That's all. Let me cross this off the to-do list. Write that down. Don't need a quarterback. 30-year wait. Ben Johnson alert. Yeah. Ben Johnson yeah. alert. Oh, I was doing so ben well Johnson today. alert. Uh-huh. I was killing it. Mark, Sh- I almost called him Max Schlereth. Why would I have done that? I don't know. Who's Max Schlereth? That's a me thing. I do that. He you don't sounds do that. more like the pitcher for the Nationals. Max, Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Mm-hmm. Mark, Sh- you know what it was? I was using a Boston accent. Mac. Max Schlereth. <laughs> I think that's what I was doing. Mac joins us next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.